0: Oh, my God. Every Tom, Dick and Harry is a podcast now. Like, do something original. Well, my name's Alex and his name's Joe. So I guess we're good, right? Um, that was a legitimate conversation, and that was my legitimate response. This happened um, at the gym. What day is it? Uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I was saying, oh, like New Year's catch up, effectively. And um, someone was asking me, like, oh, like, have you done anything new? I was like, yeah, I started the podcast. And um, like, she she rolled her eyes and gave that expression, and said those words, and then and, like, I knew exactly what she meant. It wasn't, like, anything... No no autism needed there. I just, like, if you're going to be... If you're going to joke around to me, (laughs) I'm going to joke right back at you. And um, I was like, well, yeah, my name's Alex, and and his name's Joe, so I think we're good. Um, And then she didn't understand what I meant, so then I had to explain the the joke. Which, (laughs) it it hurt me, because I thought, like... that, That was the audition, really, and I was like... If, he, if she can volley the serve back, it, it's game on, you know?
1: <laughs> like, Wait, is like, this a complete stra- random stranger you bet? Like,
0: sort of stranger, yeah. Like, do you know there's some people who, like, you see in the gym and, like, you might nod at them? I, I, you, you don't do the gym. Um, um, Like, people you see, like, just, like, day-to-day who you know and you might have, like, a quick catch-up conversation but you never go any deeper okay so like you don't know if they have kids you don't know if they're married you don't know if they're gay you don't know anything about them they don't know if you're gay they don't know if you have kids they don't know if you're married but you know you go oh they're nice and they have no impact on your life at all (laughs) you know those people
1: uh yeah, yeah 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 i do yeah
0: um, guys, this is Silly Wells, This is a mental health podcast, and because oh, it yeah. is a mental health podcast, <laughs> yeah, I forgot we we're doing that. Honestly, I forgot we were even doing this. Um, because it is a mental health podcast, I will have to let you guys know that the topics discussed, um, some might be somewhat triggering. I don't actually know what we're gonna hit on today, but I'm gonna make a general blanket statement and say we're discussing education and school. Um, which is good if you care about the school system and how we grew up in it. But if there's something that is maybe a little bit stressful for you, then by all means, feel free to uh, take two steps to the rear and get out of here and maybe watch a different episode. Watch, listen to a different episode. Um, Or because this is like our second episode, technically, you might just have to watch something else, you know,
1: or listen. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Okay. This is really going well. I I like this.
0: I mean, on a, like you know, when we have like a whole back catalog that I can be like, hey, maybe you should watch or listen to the episode about like veganism or whatever, uh, and then oh
1: no, see, <laughs> not yeah, You know, like, to, to be fair as well, like you're the one who's back, you know, who's backpacking all of this like carrying situation. I I haven't said a word really. I Ooh, I'm just I'm, I'm coming in literally to just take the mickey out of you and then, then fuck off so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to be good okay i'm trying to like not hurt people and and no no that, that's
1: part of it.
0: that's that's about that's good i think yeah. like yeah guys um school is school and if you're someone who's going for school at the moment that means you're pretty young and you're listening to this show and that kind of unnerves me but also gives me hope <laughs> um cuz maybe something here will actually help you and you could find some relation to it. And if you're really young and you're in primary school listening to this, then I'm worried. What
1: the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Although, That's this it. might be a very useful conversation for you. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Do you know what? Yeah. yeah. This episode came about because um, we wanted to break the show up into two different styles of things where we do normal episode of Silly Worlds where we discuss how we're doing in our week to week like a journal like what this is down as as a category on iTunes and we want to also do um, episodes like this where we hit certain topics and we be more direct in our approach and we have more concise viewpoints on things like that because these are things that we know about and we have expertise in why because we lived through them so we're talking about our own experiences and how they relate to how we are as people now so yeah, we talking about education. Joe, I'm going to pass the ball to you.
1: Okay. So so the interesting part of this is that we did not go to the same primary school. We did go to the same secondary school, but not the same primary school, not the same nursery. Um, Samson, who we referenced uh, prior, who is was a, a, a friend of ours, I met in primary school, for example, so like that whole history goes back much further, but there's like a lot about Alex even thinking about it that I do not know. Um, and literally as we started talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, I went to one primary school, how about you? And then you were like, oh, I went to like three, four, five, and I was like, okay. <laughs> there's clearly shit that I need to learn, and this is the conversation I want to have. Um, I, I I think the, the the to set an arc for, for me, just for a moment, in terms of the school system, not even the school system, I should say, but uh, my like experience of school has like you know moments in time periods that I can like specify, which is I remember, um, I went to nursery very young because my parents worked, both parents worked, and they worked till quite late. So even in nursery, I remember like you know I would be there till six o'clock almost. So I got very good at telling the time on the clock because I'd know when my parents were coming. Um, so, I, I can remember in nursery being the, one of the only kids by the time my, like, one of my parents picked me up, generally my mum. So, quite common. And this then led into primary school with with play. I was going to say play scheme, but I can't, I don't think it was called that. I think it was called play center or something like that. I don't know what you, yeah, if you had that version. Like, yeah. Like, but basically, it was just after school, all the kids whose parents didn't pick them up would stay at the school and they would you know uh stay there for however long and that was a without go there's things i could be talking about in this episode which i will absolutely not go into for for the fact that i don't think it's really the right moment to do so um but that had that had very good and very bad elements to it i will say that aspect of school after school um, experience. Um, But truth, let's just say I wanted to go home generally as quickly as possible. Like if I could have had that, that would have always been the case. Um, And then, uh, but during that time, generally at school, I was quite happy. In fact, I really can say that I was really happy as a child, I think for a long period of time, probably very frustrated by a lot of things. One of those things where you realize, Looking back, maybe some of the th- you know the things that I now think of that I have dealt with in relation to like autism, for example, when I think back and look back on moments in my life when I was very young, I realise oh there was a lot of frustrations and problems there that was not being understood or recognised or handled or anything like that. And I talked to my mum about this on various occasions. Nothing to do with her; she wasn't that kind of stuff wasn't as well known and it wasn't really as like easy to get the help towards that. So I, I, and and also in in her defense as she puts it, like she literally like felt the way that she thought about autism and things like that was so extreme and was so much in the like stereotypical or the stereotype of like, um, of, you know, someone who like isn't even speaking and things like that. The, You were that you're, you know, that just, that wasn't me. You know, I was generally, I generally seemed quite happy or whatever. In fact, I was very social. I've always actually been a weirdly social person when actually with someone. Um, that, that probably was the, I was probably the most social when I was that age because the world hadn't burned me at that point. Um, but I was generally quite happy basically leading up to a certain year. I think it was around. Uh, again I, I mentioned this before like seven eight nine when I started feeling depression and things like that but um, I think really that didn't start happening until the moment where I think that there was a shift in the kind of social development of uh, people in primary school of like of people in my class and year and so on because I suddenly found that there were much more there was much more in the way of Cliques developing, and there was more of this. I don't know about you. I always felt like there was kind of a general community feeling to the to the social engagement between children of a certain age, like when they're at a certain young age, where it's it doesn't feel quite as um like it doesn't feel like there's as many barriers to entry, or it doesn't feel like people are going to be, or it just doesn't feel like people are going to be very like. Negative or really opinionated towards you. At least that's yeah. by experience. I, I don't know if that's really like truth. Uh,
0: everyone point. likes, in general, everyone because I'm seeing it now. On, on and on a, a, I've been a TA, but a teacher, I've been all that stuff now. So like I've seen it now, and it's like there's a certain age group where you hit where you have like your people, and I, I'll say in the UK system, it's when you reach year three, which I think is when you're like. Nine no, not nine years old. You're like seven, eight years old. I think. Am I right with that? I'll have a quick Google check. I don't work yeah. in primary school anymore. But like, I um,
1: mean, if that is true, then that's exactly the right number and age and year. Like that, I would be referring to because to to me, like it was literally in year three that I started noticing, like a, a kind of colder isolation that appeared, and I yeah, think absolutely. that there was. I, I think that there was some sort of like, I don't know why it could really have been, but it felt like almost something had changed. And I felt like I was a child, like a kid, but everyone else was suddenly older. Like yeah. something had ha something had changed. And I felt like I was being left behind in social, in the social sense. And genuinely, I started becoming very internal and very, um, uh, there, I was always there. I was never like a, I, I was never an asocial individual. Um, and I did, I did very well in school. This should be something I should point out. And actually, is a very interesting element in the whole aspect, specifically of maybe where we are uh, in, or maybe the schools I went to in Hackney or where we are in, I, I don't know. It's actually very hard to say. I've had thoughts about this over time. I've not, I've never had anything concrete to like take from it. But um, I, I did very well in school, which gave me a certain level of, of I guess maybe like status or understanding. Like everyone knew my name, which, when I think about, it, it's very odd considering I was not a socially popular person in in, yeah, in any other way. You weren't
0: socially popular, I guess.
1: Right, and but and everyone knew me because I was the smart kid. But there was no like sense of anyone knowing who I was. They knew of who I was. They knew of me, but not. They didn't know me. (laughs) So there was that. There's a very clear like distinction there um, that I I I experienced and going through and and going from year three on, like you know, oh my god, it's hard to think that like that was probably like you know year three, year four, year five, year six. That's the in the UK. That's the four years of what's considered juniors in primary school, which is. Uh, what's what's primary school for like Americans is that a thing elementary school elementary school what's the it, do, they have like a split elementary school right
0: they have like kindergarten which is nursery then you go into elementary I think there's like something in between like a reception over here and then after that then you have like middle school and then high school and
1: then middle school I think middle school yeah. is like juniors for us roughly it's like it's like close that's the closest thing that can be described for it but because um, like sometimes we'll have separate junior schools.
0: Yeah, because like, middle school would be like year seven, eight, nine, I think.
1: Oh, wait, really? Then, that's, that's that
0: age? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. We could do oh, okay. it. I was never involved in the American um educational system. Only reason why I know it is purely because my family was involved in that stuff. So maybe I'm right. Um What age are you in middle school? So, after primary school, which covers grades 6 to 8, children in 6th grade are 11 to 12. yes, yeah, so 11 12 to thirteen. Yeah, look at that. Look at me being right about stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so it's older than I like thought. So, this is a young... So, juniors... Junior is... is sometimes it's purely, like, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a purely honorary sense, because, like, in my school, there was no... I didn't change schools when I... Which is very common in like London. You don't change schools when you go from infants to juniors. You're in the same school for yeah. like seven years basically. Yeah. Uh, and in certain cases, if you go to the nursery at that school as well, you're in there for like eight or maybe even nine years or something like that, which when you think about it, it's stupidly long. Um yeah, like, it's not it's not on, it's not
0: uncommon to be out of school for eleven years. Like if yeah. you start in <laughs> the nursery, um like if you start in the nursery, well, yeah, more like nine, ten years, you'd be like three or four. But if even then, you start from there, from reception to year one, year two, that you don't leave until, like, year six, in which point you're 11 years old. So you're spending a good, like, your development is in the same place. And it used to be surrounded by the same people by, like, the idea of, the peers will stay the same and the teachers mm-hmm. will stay the same now now that's not really the case teachers leave a lot more tas leave a lot more students leave a lot more and that that's part of like yeah when i come into this like that, like that consistency is is a problem for kids now um so like yeah you, but going back to you you being in that same space for that long with like no change
1: Yes, except that, like I say, there was a very obvious change of something that happened, and I, I, I did find myself completely isolated and alone. And I, and I remember how much of my experience of, like, you know, the, of playtime at lunchtime and things like that, just being on my own, or literally kind of like, I don't know, like almost following people around, like just kind of being in places but not actually like engaging, because I knew that if i said anything then i would get immediate backlash for it um kind of just being like a fly on the wall to everything or literally just being on my own and thinking about whatever it was i was interested in and having weird imaginations in my brain of like completely oddball things um i don't i, I don't remember why but i had this like I this is just a very strong memory i have i had a glove with like a red white and blue Circular, almost like the RAF um, pattern. On, I, I don't think that's what it was, but it just happened to be on, like the on the palm. And for some reason, I imagined this thing could electrocute um, <laughs> stuff. But weirdly enough, like I didn't, I, I wasn't thinking about me doing it. I was having the idea of, I had this idea, and then I thought, oh, what if there was a dinosaur that hunted using its arms and it was its prey. This is a genuine thing I used to think about and I used to run along uh, a, a bit of, of the, uh, of the yard or playground. It was barely a playground, honestly, it's real shit. Um, and just run along there for a period. I just sprint and just imagine that I was a dinosaur and like, I struck and, and like striking a thing to the right of me. And then it just like in my head, imagining like the, the walking with dinosaurs, like scene. <laughs> of, of this dinosaur hunting this, this this other one honestly just what i it's a wonderful thing uh, imagination and I, I i sorely think that it's um something that should be embraced honestly but i can see how even from the out from an outside perspective i would look weird but that's what kids are kids are weird um but regardless uh there was There was a clear uh, thing that changed there. And I will admit that for the last, you know, four years of of, uh, primary school, those junior years, I think I genuinely hated school. I think I wished that I would never, uh, I I wished that I wanted, I I never wanted to go to school. I wished that school was just a thing I never had to experience because just the amount of lonely time that you were on, the amount of time that you were lonely on your own. And at that point, there were a few, apart from the one, my one friend who we referenced before who was in the year above. So I never actually like, um, interacted with him very easily because there were then different, not only was he a year above me, but there was a different click there. Um, and he was quite popular as well in his year, or he was very well known at, at least. So he actually had a lot of people nearby and around him or talking to him or whatever. I just wasn't going to be involved in that. Um, You know, it's this like little, what seemingly is younger, although it's like, I I mean, I was, I was a few months younger than him, (laughs) like technically, but you know, but he was like tall and I wasn't like that tall, you know, he's he's, he's he's a, you know, black guy. I'm like this little white kid with like long hair or I started having long hair around that time. I had longer hair than most kids, for example, at least most of the white kids anyway, which wasn't very many, but like you know they're very very different like just a just a weird dynamic and not all of it i understood that way obviously like I, I, there may be some internalizations that i don't quite understand like going with that i i i obviously never knew that that was what was like any of those kind of like ideas necessarily but i remember being very angry very internal very sad and and very depressed like you know not that i could have ever understood it at the time but i was genuinely depressed and clearly like over that time i was you know starting to um uh uh, what you call it There, there was there was um there was there was clearly certain habits that would end up like developing over time like i said like a feeling of loneliness how i act with loneliness avoidance things like that um I'd, there's some more stuff that will that we'll maybe go into later on, which I do want to talk about in terms of what it is uh, about that experience. But this is like the, the, that's the last period, I think. And then it's secondary school. And then uh, I'm in year seven for a little bit. And then I meet you for the first time. So I mean, many things have changed obviously by that point, but like, uh, I, I'm really curious what your experience was, because I know that I just gave like quite a, relatively in-depth overview of my, but I'm really curious how yours is going to be completely different or, yeah, probably. or similar in certain ways. So I'm really curious.
0: Um, I don't know really where to begin because I was trying to remember all my secondary, all my like primary schools. So my first, I, I went to nursery. I remember bits of nursery. The key thing I remember from nursery was, um, I, I'm terrible at climbing stuff, you know, absolutely terrible. But I remember climbing to the top of like these jungle gym thing and then getting to the top and then going I made it and in the celebration of me making it, I stretched out both arms put them both in the air and like fucking wily coyote realized midway through that I'm no longer holding on to it and the land is flat on my back um, <laughs> from what felt like a good old like 200 feet drop. In reality, it was like a six foot drop. But damn, did it feel like I was, I was falling forever? um yeah. And then, like primary school was was a mission. Um, I went to a school in Westminster, so which is like where's Westminster? Are that like West London, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um. It's 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 not really West London. But yeah. It's it's kind of like it's it's pretty much central London, but it's just like right outside it to the west. Yeah. It's like, like if Hackney is East London, it wouldn't really be that Westminster's West London. Westminster's like buttressed up to the middle, right? To yeah. The so,
0: like, um, my mom worked, like, had a government job. That sounds like it's really well paying at the time. It was, but now it's nothing. Um, it's like fifty-five k, which, like, we're we'll going twenty years now, twenty plus years. That's like a high-paying job, and you're earning all the money in the world. Um, now that's considered nothing, especially living in London. And it's like, you're. Um, I was in that. I was in that school. I was really like, I, I loved it. It was a lovely school, Saint Barnabas Primary School, and everyone was like, I wasn't like captain popular, but I was really content. So social circles are developing. Um, I was like talking to everybody, and it's really weird like remembering all that because everyone wanted to be my friend and we were going on school trips and it was like people wanted to to be like near me and it was such a really cool feeling and then my mom got hurt at, wo- at work long story short <laughs> it sounds comical when you put it on side like this she fell off a chair um, and that caused health problems that still persisted this very day and it's wild how that can swerve everything in your life, right? So mm. she no longer had the job in like in that part of the, of the city anymore. So then I had to be at a different school, and I knew I was leaving. I was told I was leaving. I really wasn't happy that I was leaving. Um, that school was incredible. It was like it was one of those schools where people thought it was a private school, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. And my mm. sister was in the same school, she was in year six, and when I was in year like one. um, And it, it was cool, because like, I'll see my sister at lunchtime, and be like, that's my sister, ha ha! Um, and things like that. And on like, you know, the day we're leaving, the, the teacher, I remember super well, the, the teacher's like, We're never going to, and funny enough, at that time, my name was, my name was one of my six different names. My name was Cailin. My name was Cailin at at that time. So, Uh, um, I went by another completely different name. Um, and yeah, it was really like sad and like kids were crying and I was like, oh my God, people, people like me here. And then the next school I went to was called Southwold, and I lasted four months there. I hated it it was terrible um it was dark like literally and figuratively just dark the school looked like a prison it, 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 it I, I had no social groups no one really wanted to be my friend and it's the first time I got the like the insult that follows me around why do you talk like that um which is weird because I only get it now from people who are of a certain demographic and those people are very like inner city. And when I say that, I don't mean black. Don't get me wrong. I mean, people who are literally just from the inner city of London, Hackney, South London, because they think I should be speaking similar to them, but I don't. And um, that's when I first got it. And lots of kids were like laughing at me being like, oh, what? why do you talk like that? Why are you using those words? And it's like, okay, cool. Um, and then from there, I went to. I can't. There was another school in between that. Um, I didn't last long at that school either. I, I didn't last long there. And then I went to Saint John of Jerusalem, which is a school like. I got about a good forty-five, like forty-five minutes. No, I, like, I, I, I,
1: I, a I know that. Ten-minute walk. I know that. Story. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ten-minute walk from my house. Um, and that is where I met Tolga, who we referenced in the first introduction episode um toga is like similar to joe one of my long-term friends been there forever spent new years with him and um that school was just was, wasn't bad but i didn't feel like i belonged um i was like a victim of bullying there i struggled i took time i went to america in that time um i came back and i was at the age like year three i think year three or four i was at the age in which like is super impressionable. So, when I went to America for like a month and a half, I came out with an American accent because that's what happens when you're that age. All my cousins are speaking an American accent. So naturally, I picked it up because that's what happens when you're at those age. If I went to, if I had cousins in, in Spain, I would have come out with a Spanish accent. Um, and that American accent kept with me until I was legitimately like 23 years old. <laughs> um... it's wild but I could never settle at school I just couldn't settle and time and time again I I struggled to just acclimatise in different social scenarios and it felt like every single time there was a reason why like I just couldn't hit my quote unquote potential like academically everyone went you're really smart why isn't he producing like he knows everything he just can't get it down on exams he can't do his timetables and it was just a lot. So I left that school. I went to a different school called Gayhurst, which is where I met, um, you know, my core group of friends who, who I still talk to now, like Ben, Casey, Harry. And, and from there, I met another group, like another group of friends who I'm seeing later on today to play football. Like, Gayhurst was good. It was good. There was minimal trouble. But there was a clear, like, dissociation with me from academic potential to social potential it was clear that i didn't really connect in the same way and it was like oh okay i don't know what to do here a lot of social situations where i just didn't really function well and exams were really stressful i didn't realize what exams really were until then i remember taking my science exam and I remember knowing the answer to a multiple choice question, and then going, "I don't know how I know the answer." So then I just <laughs> broke, and that's when I realized, "Oh, I think there's something wrong with me." But then I pushed it to the back because at the time, like my mom had inklings, but similar to your mom, Joe, um, very extreme. Like, oh, ADHD means he could be put on a list, and he's never going to get a job, and he's never going to go to university, he's never going to do this, he's never going to that, and he's gonna like end up alone and die in a hole, and he's going to be addicted to drugs. And I shit you not, like, to people listening to this and uh to, like, to you, Joe, that was, like, the, the main thing. If you have ADHD, if you have autism at the time, you are on the downward road. You're going to hell. There's no redemption arc for you. So there was a, a you know, I say a... a a proper big effort to keep that away from me. So mm. <laughs> I, I struggled in my sats. I, I I think the marking system was like out of five, out of four. What was it? Do you remember?
1: Oh, what sats? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I actually don't know if this is still, is it still true that they have levels the way we used to? It? I don't know. Actually.
0: Uh, I <laughs> never touched that stuff in when i was working in primary school i've only i'm only secondary
1: yeah it's it's a we've we have kind of like different grading systems for like every single key stage as it's called um in in uh, the uk and that each of those have changed over time (laughs) so that when like by the time we left things had started changing so now they use numbers for example as grades in the GCSEs rather, yeah. which is hard but like, what
0: was it but what was it you
1: know I it was it, I, now, I think I 5a I think 5a was like the highest I believe if I remember
0: correctly. there we go yeah so like I, yeah. I got like in English I was like easy 5a boom everyone was like yeah sure maths I was like 3b or 3c or something like that and then like I think science I was like 3c and, and everyone was like oh my god he's ne-, like you he, he's failed and uh, there was a lot of, like, how have you failed? The only subject I've ever really been good at is English. I, I, I you know, I love reading. Um, I love writing. I love all the, all the things to do with the English language when I can be free to explore it. So I think teaching is really important for this example. If you don't teach something well and kids don't enjoy it, they'll hate it forever. So I've been taught Shakespeare six different times. I hate Shakespeare.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, however, now being a poet, I'm like, I could appreciate this guy's work. I will never mm. like it because it's been taught horrifically. But I really like it. However, well, not really like it. However, I really appreciate it. Of Mice and Men is my favourite book. Why? It was taught really well. I read it once more as an adult and I found the hidden meanings behind it. I, In my exams, I was able to write freely in secondary school. So the creative writing exam, the English literature exam surrounding like Curly's behavior, I was able to write and express myself on that. And that, like, I think that secured me, my my good grade at GCSE level. But by going back to primary school, and know that's where we are. I, I deviate. Apologies. Um,
1: <laughs> no, nah, you know, we, we deviate and that's the point of this. We just...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cultural dynamics in primary school is very difficult and I really couldn't be... I, I didn't have like a set group and the groups I did have, I struggled to feel a part of and it was very, very, very emotional and it felt like I, I just wasn't belonging there. So leaving primary school was... was a bittersweet experience because now we're moving into early secondary school, and that was the transition to that was was difficult, because, I yeah, should we continue into primary school or we uh, into secondary school?
1: I I no I I, I think uh, I I want to continue on talking about primary school generally, but I do right. actually I am curious about this. Um, did you go? You you didn't go straight to Hackney Free at the time, right? I didn't know, I bounced around. Yeah. So Hackney Free, as it was called, it's now called a different name by a different name. Um was the secondary school that we went to. And I I was there for I think well, how long was it before you you came? Because I in my mind it's like a while. Year seven. Yeah, okay, so I am right. Yeah, it was like near the end of year 7 like six months or something into the year, which is about nine months long. Um is how I remember. Or how I think of it, like six or seven months in, um, you were like the yeah. new kid in, in the in the form, and I, I I I I genuinely want to tell you that at the time, um, because I had like you know th- there's a whole system of like choosing your secondary school and things like that, and it's kind of more so like given to you. If that makes sense, it's just sort of and there's like a system of like you of, of like ranking and it depends on how far away they are and whether you've siblings there and other sorts of things. Um, so I'm the oldest, there was no specific bias, but this is like a very close secondary school to me. Yeah. It was also, um, one of the, uh, it, it, it wasn't a school with a good rep uh, reputation. Let's just well, put it that reputation. way. The worst. Uh, yeah. And I, I even looked up a few years ago for the Wikipedia on the, article around the school and it turns out that like i didn't realize this but we were like some we were like the top five most disenfranchised school in the uk or something like that did you, did yeah. you know this um, i was so, shocked by that like so finding like, that out. i should
0: have probably been hackney free from the get-go um mm. so effectively the same thing you, you can rank your top three uh i chose my first one was um my first choice was a school called Sir john Cass. I didn't want to go there. My sister went there and like, you know, she's pretty much might as well call her the valedictorian of the whole school. Like the pictures of her everywhere. If I walk in there now, they'll be like, Oh my God, you look like her. You are. Wow. Her. Oh. Like, you know, like, um, I completely forgot about Sir John Cass by the way. I completely forgot yeah, yeah, about that school. Like I, so it, it was a difficult experience. And I know, Primary education is like the core thing we're talking about here, but I feel like it's important that we give this context. Um, I went to that school. It wasn't my first choice, it was my like my mum's and my sister's first choice. Cause I went there. You should go there. Um, I just was never gonna connect there. The school was mostly like a very like a Middle Eastern population or like uh, an an Asian population. That is fine. Mm-hmm. A okay. Um what isn't fine is the fact that those schools have very, like, you know, inj- like most schools, the cliques are there, but they're stronger because there's a language barrier as well. So then now people speak English perfectly fine. did not speak English. And they will say things about you and you wouldn't know. Fine. It is what it is. These things happen. Um, my class especially. No one really like looked to get to know me or like me. Um, I was one of I think was he was he in my class I was one of two black kids in a class of 30 something or 28 something like that I walked into school and on like the side of my table is nigger just scribbled onto the side of it like big old letters uh-huh. so I go and at the time I've never like like I'm not even saying like nigger I mean hard R uh, nigger so I'm like cool So I go crying, and they go, oh, you know, is this somebody playing a joke? That's what it was. Um, They never got it removed. I begged, I cried, never got it removed. Um, And I was openly called that a lot. I was openly called it a lot, and it is what it is. Like, I was set up for failure, effectively, there. Um, I, like, whenever I wasn't performing well, I wasn't, like... Concentrating, whatever. Your sister did really well in in the school, and you're not doing well. I remember the head teacher dragged me out of the class, and he held me by like my wrist, and um, he showed me like my sister's name on a plaque. It was like, this is the standard you need to be reaching. And in my head at the time, I was thinking, absolutely not, <laughs> like. Like, I don't think you understand who you're dealing with. Man. <laughs> like, Because oh, like, mm-hmm. like, I, I knew there was something up with me, but um, no one else wanted to know. So I was like, okay, cool. And I remember in the playground, we were playing football and I was playing. I'm a decent footballer. I'm a really good goalkeeper. I was playing outfield and I've always been a bigger human being. I literally won the ball back from this guy. I didn't use my body at all. He then tries to tackle me. He runs into the back of me, and bounces off me, and hits the floor. <laughs> I, 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 am like cool, and I wasn't tall either. I was five foot four. Like I, I, you know, I was short. I've been short forever until now. Um, he gets upset and then punches me straight in the face, and like. Bust my nose, like my nose is like run, running in blood, and um, he doesn't get in trouble, he doesn't get in trouble at all. He gets a telling off, and I get a detention, and he gets one as well. And then this has happened twice in my time once here, and once a hackney free. He came up to the boy, and the boy who punched said, What's your name? and he said his name because. That's a beautiful name. I love that name. I started speaking Arabic with him. And then the guy came over to me and was like, don't mess with him. I don't think you understand. I was like, you you know, don't try and... uh, He said something... I I can't remember the full quote of, of what he said. He said something along the lines of, understand, like, that you can't bully people. So I was like, I don't belong here. And I cried. I begged my mom to take me out. About three months later, finally, the, the trigger's pulled and, and I'm out of there. And then I show up in Hackney Free and I'm like, great, I have to do this whole on the Nuka thing again.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm just like, and I walk in and like, I, I remember because I, I remember the first day I saw you and I was like, I hate everybody in this room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I hate everybody in this room. And then I was like, wait a second, Toga's in this room. Oh, <laughs> Toga. I mean, I'm like, wait, of course. I'm here because Toga's here. They, they, I, I'm here at hackney free because Toga's at the school, and that's the, like the main pull. No one wanted me to go to that school. Everyone's like, you're gonna get stabbed at that school, you're gonna die. Oh, my goodness, Mr. John Cass, take the racial abuse. If they're burning a cross in the back garden, that is better than you going hackney free, okay? <laughs> like, you just, you know, we'll put on the white hoods and join them. It's all good. Better than going to that school. I ended up at that school um uh, and um here we are yeah i met, i i hated everybody except toga, and then
1: is that why you were in our fault
0: yeah, pretty much
1: oh i didn't i didn't realize that was exactly why you were in b n s
0: yeah yeah, yeah. b n s yeah um yeah like i yeah I, I they were like, okay, we need to help him himself so we put him in the form where he has a friend who 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 is there. Which, in hindsight, great decision, Um, because you're there too. But, like...
1: I feel feel like that is just a good decision anyway. Do you disagree?
0: No, it was a great decision. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) These are decisions that I make now as, like, a coach. I'm like, I have a predominantly French-speaking team. I have players in my team who probably shouldn't really be in my team because they're a bit too young, but they're comfortable and they're happy. So, join in. Have fun. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna take away someone's comfort at the pursuit of results in something that in the long term probably won't matter. And in that regard, my comfort for once took paramount and people actually get. So
1: Yeah. Until we get later on. I um I I I, I would also I, I did cry when I found out I was going to three. <laughs> um it was my second rank i don't know why it was second rank it I, it was it was outside of my control um i i wanted to go to other schools to be perfectly honest like when i look back at everything i i, I as a when when you're doing all of that which by the way is quite is that quite like a fundamentally difficult time in your life because you're also doing sats which is like the you know the the exams that kind of you know that it's like the first major exams you do like there are exams you do sure, but they don't really have the weight that they seem to have at the time that you do SATs which is just like a big I don't know it just feels like a much more official and bigger deal um and I actually can't even remember what SATs even are important now apart from maybe just telling I think it maybe just tells like the um the secondary school and that that level of education 3k stage 4 like what to expect of you, basically. Well that
0: was the standard of acceptance. If your stats weren't good enough, you wouldn't be able to go to certain schools. So like Okay. A I actually pre- wasn't. Yeah, a lot of pressure is put on that. That's why like everyone was really upset when I got threes in in maths and science, because like, oh, he might not get into Sajrunkass anymore. And then Oh yeah, okay. I yeah. hate that
1: shit. I hate so that the, shit with a passion, by the way.
0: Yeah, the loophole was literally just like, oh, his sister's there, so is fine. I, like Yeah that's literally how like nepotism got me in the only time nepotism probably helped me ever um <laughs> and look at that it helped me so much that i got punched in the face for it joe <laughs> like like you know hey nepo baby <laughs> like,
1: yeah no I, I i i but i was not looking i certainly was not looking for tech free in hindsight i realized it probably I, I was actually happy not to go to my first rank, which was Mosborn. Not that there's anything like directly wrong with Mosborn, but it's just I don't think it was what I. I mean, there's very little you have to go off of, and you're like you're basing it off of like those little uh, school things you got, like the school things where like you go to classes and then there's like students there talking about stuff. Or, it's very like formative, right? And yeah. it's you you don't really know what it's going to be like and stuff. I mean, my brother went to um, uh, what's it called? City Academy, yeah, which which I'm not saying, like, I I can't remember exactly why he went, but like in, you know, with respect to that place it's a fucking academy and there's so much shit that academies get away with doing, and so many more, like, rules that they stipulate on on children unnecessarily at academies, which I think is just stupid and arbitrary, and is actively harmful to people, um, For my brother, it wasn't like the end of the world, but like I think for someone like me or, or for someone like you, it was probably it probably would have been a lot worse. And it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. Like, again, not going too much into the education system as a whole, both because I don't really know much about it. Alex does a lot more than I do. But at the end of the day, like just to bring it back, um, the 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 point was was that like that kind of period of time is a very difficult one, and I remember being. Very confused and very frustrated throughout their entire experience, and then by finding out, okay, I'm going to the school that I really don't want to go to, has all this reputation. And again, there's so much like reputation about schools and things like that. It's so stupid and really like problematic. I think for for like young people, (laughs) there's like pre entrance exams. Remember that you had mm, those as well. I do. I do remember those. Although some of those are about like some of those are about uh, putting students into strata and then basically there's like i think there's rules to to prevent like a school from only taking people of a certain strata and up so people that like go to those um exams are essentially put into like categories of like of uh strata of like of performance and well, so they have to take like a certain amount from each one or something like that so
0: you What would happen is there was like pre-entry exams and you would just get turned away from some of them. Like academies were kind of a law onto themselves at a certain point. So it was like very much a, oh, um, you, like, as you said, like the strata system and things like that, like, I, I ended up going to Petchy Academy. I left Hackney free, um, for the similar reasons, really similar reasons. Like I had undiagnosed ADHD. I was set up to fail. Like, um, Mm. and it's like, oh, by who? By everybody. Oh, you make yourself a victim? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, there's not much I can really more I can say. Like, um, if if everyone around you decides to willfully ignore the obvious symptoms and signs because of a stigma, I'm gonna say I was set up to fail there. Like, this this is why I'm, I, like we we talk about this stuff because it, it's a difficult situation to be in. Mm. I went to PETG Academy and they are like, oh, but you—you you, you know, is he going to have to do the entry exam? And again, luckily I didn't have to because I can talk really well. So everyone, I kind of, I will sell people the dream of me being like a hyper-intelligent person. And then I would walk the talk up until it got to like the heavy curriculum-based stuff, like a classroom structure. So mm. I can explain why this book is impactful and why the reader will enjoy certain bits verbally, and I can write it, but I can't write it in a booklet with AQA exam board on it.
1: Right. Like,
0: there's there's no for me academic accomplishment is not measured well in 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 no country in no country is it measured well, especially if you're neurodivergent. Um, of any sort because you're, you're set up just to, to fail because we're expecting kids of r- variety of different ages to be standardised in how their brain works. Like how, how, how it's... You have children and you you have family members, Joe, who are significantly younger than you and you see the way that they act. They're all different. So imagine getting them all to do the same thing that they don't want to do. Like, you know, yeah. like, like kids tend to not enjoy the hard parts of school, like exams. Why? Because they're stressful. And because there's consequence to not doing well and, Oh, but that should make kids tough. It doesn't know what makes kids tough is a challenge that yields a good reward. Like, a good reward of going into a harder class because you're doing well at something isn't a good reward. There's no incentive. It, it's, and also it's very like in your face. Like, oh, these kids are struggling. So they're in this group. And then like those kids get bullied, like all, all the time, like kids used to get bullied for being in like a lower group for certain subjects. Like I remember a kid when I was in Hackney Freeview, um was like, oh yeah, you're in like set four for maths. I was like, "Okay, I'm in set one." I, I, I remember because the kid was like, "I'm in set one." Like Joe's in my class. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, like nigger, like that, that it, it ain't that big." Like, you know, what set you with English? Set one. Joe's in my class. <laughs> I
1: mean, yet again, yet again, the element that never that that didn't leave primary school was that I was known as the smart kid to my dismay and apparently to many others um, <laughs> as as you had to experience like, as people not, randomly use it. Like,
0: because, like, it's weird because you have that relationship with being the smart kid, but I have a relationship with you based off of you being the smart kid, which is really... Uh, we've never actually spoken about this, Jesus. Like, mm. so my whole academic time at Hackney Free was compared to you by everybody.
1: <laughs> but that's is what quite... everyone did to themselves. No, no, but,
0: but no, to no, be but, fair. Not, but not in like the normal, Joe's really smart. No, I should be like that. I mean, like, I had Mr. Bennett come in and be like, this is what Joe's doing. This is what you're doing. You can do what Joe's doing, but you're not. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. And then, like, my mom would be like, this is what Joe's doing. You're always around his house, but you're not, like, getting the same results as, as he is. I'm like, how do you know what Joe's doing? Like, we spent, <laughs> I guess, I think, three out of the five weekdays watching two and a half men eating chips post-school. post, post school. Like, or watching Scrubs. Yeah. I will push, Will and Grace. <laughs> like,
1: I, I, I don't remember Will and Grace ever. You know, but I would, I would take your word for it. At some point, Will and Grace appeared on screen.
0: Yeah, like we wouldn't have you watch Will and Grace, but it will show up, and I'll, and I'll watch it more than you. Like, like, so there was idea that oh well, if if Joe's doing this, then you can also do this. But there was never the idea of maybe they're just different people, <laughs> and maybe yes. like. To this day, for example, I know that if I throw, like, a timetable, like, booklet at you and be like, do this, you'll get it done just like that. Why could you a smart motherfucker? But I also know that if you say, oh, write me a poem about, um, I'm looking around my little fake studio here, about, well, <laughs> there we go, about how, you know, the cat is asleep but always has one eye open. I can do that, just like that. Why? Because I'm half decent at that. Mm. But at the time, it was like, no, you guys to be the same, be the same and act the same. And I'm like, in therapy, well, I discussed it briefly. And the reason why I discussed it briefly because there's literally nothing like bad to it. I hated you for like a minute and a half, and then I realized <laughs> at the young age that it was like, no, 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 no. I'm hating the player, but I should really be hating the game. Like, <laughs> nice straight up because the same thing like oh okay i remember we, we had like we we, and you had, we had our friend marlando as well shout out to marlando wherever you are like and the same like but i would never compare to him and i was like okay cool Is that because we were we had similar grades and that was expected so it's like you're trying to push somebody else's expectations onto me and make them my expectations maybe we're just not the same maybe you need to change my expectations and adjust it so that what I'm hitting at, I can exceed that to my own level, not Joe's. Because if you want me to get an A-star in maths like Joe, then Jesus Christ, I guess I'm no longer agnostic. He's real. Because that is literally what it's going to take for me to get an A-star in maths. Like, it's not, it's not happening. I, I'm not good at mathematics. Like, you know. But if you want me to get an A-star in maths... Mm. man shit nigga why didn't you just tell me (laughs) you know we can work on it
1: yeah i um it's weird because we i've never really spoken with you about this it's true but what's funny is is that what you're describing is something i was frustrated by in primary school so literally i my and i actually like put a lot of the um the thought process of how i tended to feel about myself how i tended to value myself how i tended to see um my uh like my like to see my personal sense of self um came very much through uh school and specifically how i did at school and stuff like that keep in mind as well because of the nature of like the the lack of social stuff that was happening around like year three and onwards, I was having very little to no interaction with people outside of school. So, like what I was doing in year seven with you and and the and like Kestus and the rest was all like you know from year seven, year eight, year nine, all of that stuff. That was all like new to me like genuinely what was happening in year seven was a completely new experience i had never engaged it and it was really exciting like genuinely exciting for me and it was something that had never been that had never been tested so in many ways like there were things that came up it. like i realized looking back how socially inept in certain ways i was like i literally found myself like amongst the friend group of um Of of like uh, Kessus and Montel and other sorts of people, um, Mickey and Moomin and many others. Um, A lot of that actually came from uh, weirdly having like an oddly encyclopedic knowledge of the fifth generation. Wait, is it fifth generation? Fourth generation of Pokemon, Uh, because I heard overheard because they are a year above us. They were a year above us. So I heard a conversation, overheard a conversation when they were just like near, like nearby, I think we were like lining up for form or something like that. And they were there. And I just, because I think they they were at Mr. Finley's room. If you, do you remember the old building like where we were yeah, and where Mr. Yeah, Finley's yeah. room was? So I think they were, that was their form tutor. I think at one point. I might be wrong, but I just remember them like being nearby. And like, um, there was, and they were talking about Pokemon. And I was like, I know about Pokemon. And so I just went in there and then, or I think one of them like, asked a question about something and I remember talking about it. And I, rem- I remember I literally became a person who knew like, what what point did Piplup evolve and Empoleon and, Polion and uh, Primplup evolve and blah blah blah. And stuff like that. Stuff that I had picked up from reading like my, my cousin's like uh, game stuff that he had. um, it, And uh, this translates into a social friend group, which then became obviously much more than that, and I became not just the um the, as you would say, like the the, the smart kid or whatever in that context. But that is very much how I have been, and uh, I I would say have like always thought about myself because even up to like, you know, even before like even a year four, I think I remember in year four like no, starting to notice this people would start to make comments because I was genuinely, and this is not to like toot my own horn or anything, but I was genuinely dominating subjects overall. Like that was just a general truth that seemed to be the case. I've generally done well in school. Um, Whatever the reason is, and by the way, this was always true. This hadn't like, this isn't start being true as I got depressed. Depression doesn't make you suddenly good at, at academics or whatever really does not in fact i would say that over the course of those years i noticed a decline in my abilities like by the time i got to year six so i and i was very self-introspective in this so i am quite sure that i correct in this um in this assu- in this assessment it like really minor things about like memory and stuff i realized i was actually performing worse in um i uh but I became this person, and it, I realized that I was, I was, I was actually being—you know—the the thing you mentioned before, where it's like, oh, but I'm in Joe's set. Like that stuff was like that. Sets already exist in primary school, at least it didn't in mine. But like the idea of like comparison was made regularly, and anyone who seemed to like, you know, if there was, if there was like a question that most people. But if there was a question I got wrong for whatever reason, like for whatever the reason might be, and someone else got right, it became like a trophy. Like there were, it, yeah, there were, I remember this. There, there were, and again, this was true for years before I even met, like this was something that was known to me. And it became a weirdly like that. There was even one time, I think like year after year for a period of time, we would have like a sort of millionaire style trivia quiz thing for like young people where, um, they would use like a program which had questions on it to generate, or I think there was one year, which was specifically about planets, which they made. And I remember there was one year where I knew the answer and I chose to get it wrong so that Venetia, who was, a uh, a, a girl who was incredibly smart and we used to talk about Dr. Who all the time, um, uh, would win because I hated winning <laughs> and I, like, And I, I, again, I don't mean that to be like a, like a, a narcissistic point to make, but like, I genuinely started to like have a complex about like, if I, about like, if about really small, in small ways, if I started failing in small ways, I would have to defend that I was not failing and that no one could catch me on this and that, um, and that I had to like um and that like that i was never wrong that no one was allowed to like it, yeah like i said no one was allowed to see that i was a, that i was vulnerable that i was just a normal human being that could get things wrong and uh that i was someone who like i had to make up an excuse or there had to be some level of like you know there's and there had to be some explanation as to why the universe didn't uh correctly in my mind like come to a point that i was like accurate on something and it it that the fact that that kept going shows how much of the not necessarily even like I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a uh it was something that was organically generated either i don't quite know how this came to be i don't mean like my complex but like the the atmosphere that that bred that complex um like whether that was partly due to the way that like schooling looks at like looks at grades and 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 pushes these sort of like avenues of not like understanding things and having fun and enjoyment in understanding but just getting things right but i very much like formed this level of uh i i formed these issues very much out of the mire of like abs just absolutely not wanting to fail and I, I can remember occasions where I even brought this up in class during specific times I would say like I don't understand why is it that like why is it you feel bad if I'm doing well and you're not but if I'm doing if you're doing well and I'm doing well you still feel bad but if I'm doing bad then you feel good when you're doing well like it wasn't until someone – I'm not explaining it very well. What I mean is is that it wasn't until someone felt that they were at my level or I was below their level that they felt good, which is bad for so many reasons because it's bad because it means that your own – the good things they were doing were complete – they would ignore themselves. And it meant that when I did well – it was viewed as the norm. I was a control group. I was the neutral. There was no such thing as like a, oh, I'm doing well. Hey, well done, Joe. It was like a, you're doing what you should be doing. Yeah, i see expectations. Yeah, the expectation was I would do well, and I don't. And grades followed in with that completely. And there was not a single subject where I didn't come five A as expected. Um, for like, I think I mean, to be honest, SATS I think it's like maths, English, science, for example. I think really that's all it is. And there was, and while I did do that well, and I even did, and again, it wasn't that I wasn't achieving in in many ways, but like I think this steadily became more and more of a problem. But one of the big things that I think, and and this I genuinely think is something to take away and is quite important in understanding mental health, especially in young people uh, around education specifically, is the is the fact of how um, like. Is 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 suddenly how the expectation, um, the expectation causing these issues in? Me. Oh god, I'm losing the thread suddenly. I had like an idea, and now it's gone. Oh, fuck it out. This is what happens when you have too much in your in your head at once. Um, I, oh god, what was it? I you might want to make a note, just saying this is where Joe tries to remember shit. <laughs> Give me a sec while I try to remember. Uh, it was really, it was a good point, and it was really, but it was very specific. Um, uh, think back. I would say uh, while while you're having to think, I would say like there's
0: a lot of um, there was a lot. What you said is very much valid. There was a lot of just like. I remember we had like a pop quiz thing, uh, like similar to what you mentioned, but we had it in, um, which I think it was RE. We had it in. And just so we had a general knowledge quiz and the kid, was, uh, um, do you remember Jamal? <laughs> yes,
1: like, I do. Yeah. Jamal,
0: yes. So I was like, in a general knowledge quiz, I kill, I absolutely kill. Um, so we had tables. It was boys v. Girls and the boys were at the back of one table and the girls in the front of one table. And I carried the boys team, like, the whole, literally every question. This is me bragging. Yes, it is. And we won. We just, it was a slaughterhouse. Like, what is the tower in Pisa known as? The Leaning Tower. Um, Jamal was massaging my brain. He was like, you're like a black Joe. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I cannot even... Like, and the okay. thing is that I look back on it and I go, and this all came about because I said, "Hey, like you meant, like you meant to be the smart one." Like earlier on today, before we started recording, and you're not, and it's good. <laughs> like the idea of perfection was literally someone who was imperfect, and I think that there's a lot of beauty in that because it shows like how people's eyes can create a picture or something that just isn't there like imagine if there wasn't that pressure that was put upon you by teachers which was then put upon you by students which was then put upon you by like everybody else around you like you'll feel so much more free you'll feel more expressive in yourself but they are, you have that pressure put upon you to maintain a high standard that like in reality you could never reach because it wasn't your standard it was a made up standard. It's like, mm. how shit is that? <laughs> like for, for and you also, and for
1: everybody else. It's also just completely ignoring like the, you know, the, the kind of the benefit of learning anything. Like it completely ignores like why you want to learn, like why anyone would want to learn anything. Um, it, it just chooses to like say knowing things is good but that's it. Like it's the, the analogy I would have, I was thinking, I, I thought about this like right at the beginning of the podcast. Like, um, it's kind of like, it's weird, but like we we played like RPGs and games and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, there's like the idea of like earning experience to get levels and stuff like that, which to us can be quite satisfying as players because, you know, there's a sense of like, um, you know, achievement, And or like goals and kind of like reaching points that like that feel like new new avenues. But it's like imagine trying to explain to the character that you're playing as why it's worth killing like a bunch of boars or why it's worth doing this like weird fetch quest. Like to like try to explain to them and like convince them to want to do the quest because what's in it for them for you to gain this experience of like them. Like, it's so weird. It's almost like, it's like, you're not actually you don't care about your character. Like your character is like getting more powerful for you essentially, but not, but like the idea of a character doing something is like, and that's the idea of role, I guess, and whatever, like you're, you're imagining the character does care, but like. The idea of like if you just took like an actual human being is not like that. So it's almost like the school system kind of puts like kids in a situation where it's like we know where you can end up and we want you to feel and we want you to get to level sixty, but we can't explain to you why any of that's important. <laughs> and it's like, and, and we cannot yeah. we don't want to motivate you towards that either. We just want you to do things and we want to see level ups, which to them is just, or to society at large, I should say, is just like tick tick boxes. Yeah, I mean, in grades I mean. and things like that and to to an actual person doing the you know if i'm grinding out experience for like to, to fucking level up i want to feel like the reason I, I want to want to grind the experience and the funny thing is is that if you want to do it you do it better like if you like something or you or you or you can be explained it can be explained to you why something is good then you're going to want to enjoy it so i did yeah. by the way remember what my initial point was earlier. So I will, I I will now come back to that if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my, my point was going to be, and this is a larger point also about autism and, but I also want to say it's a larger point about behavior, uh, in, in, in younger people, uh, certainly in primary school, uh, is that if you want, if you're someone who is doing well, and if you are someone who is, uh, not causing problems you won't get picked up. And I think that one of the big reasons why my mum truly never got round to, I I think why even though there were, there were elements that existed and my mum's friends like worked in, uh, worked with, worked with kids with autism and things like that. And she like, you know, would say things once in a while and she felt certain way about how I was from, from a young age but it because i wasn't because it wasn't really harming my life so to speak i was suffering on the inside the entire time but because it wasn't harming my grades or harming my like the the appearance of like all that time spent obviously at home it wasn't great actually there was a lot of like friction but that friction could was not necessarily something that could be tied directly to autism and things like that or I mean, I can't say it is directly uh, related to autism, but obviously, having like a not a very good social experience meant that I wasn't like going to. um, I wasn't going to do well at home either, right? Um, And there was going to be issues, you know, throughout my life. But like the fact that that never came up, and the fact that there was never enough like kind of pressure from other places to figure out what was going on meant that despite the fact that i was doing well there was never go they they weren't going to come be like oh joe might actually like have this thing that we are aware of or whatever like or hey maybe there's something we can do to help joe in this way or hey joe are you are you not having are you not happy at school because i was doing well because i was enjoying enough of like the educational side of things despite the fact that i hated school Also, I was just very good at, like, I guess, I guess emotionally lying about how I feel. Um, Like, this is, I became almost a pathological liar to a sense. Like, when I mentioned earlier about, like, vulnerability and, like, not appearing so and, like, not appearing weak or stupid or, like, just not knowing things, like, that's all part of that whole process of me just, you know, of me masking, essentially learning how to mask and essentially just becoming this, like, yep, there's nothing wrong with me. How, why, why would there be something wrong with me? You're, you're wrong, like you know, things like that. Yeah, and that even though I have to be perfect. Yeah, even though I would express the reality that I wasn't in 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 ways that I couldn't have like quite foreseen at the time would express it. Like that stuff just never got picked up because the numbers were good, and yeah. I do I do think that's a genuine problem. Like I and I, to be clear, I don't think that that means like oh let's just space let's pay special attention to the kids who do really poorly and who do really well. No, I think we should ke- I think we should pay attention to all children. But the point is, is that if you're not doing really badly, or like if I started slipping like really quickly, maybe some maybe one of the teachers would have been like, actually, no, maybe there's something that needs to be done here. But that never happened, so they never like started that. That never came up or if I had, like, been maybe a bit more emotionally open, I might have said something about how horrible I felt. And maybe I would, and like, both, whether it was to my parents or whether it was to the school uh, and things like that, maybe that would have been a more open conversation. But I wasn't going to admit that. That was, that That to me was an example of me being weak, but in part because also I, I my concept at the time of, like, you know not doing well in certain ways was literally an example that I was doing something wrong, not that there was maybe something different about the way my brain worked or or that the environment wasn't great, or that actually people were being kind of shit to me or whatever, even if they didn't realize it you know like i don't I don't blame any of the kids at my school for how they were, apart from the bullies that I did have in early in earlier years. they absolutely were pieces of shit in my mind, but again. <laughs> they were also kids. So they're stupid and they don't realize exactly yeah. what they're doing sometimes. But like, they, though th- those are the things I referenced earlier that I don't quite want to talk about because I think there'll be a, a better time for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. there's like, uh, there, but there's very much this, like, this lack of focus on those things. I think that is technically in certain, uh, institutions becoming better. But, like, for example, quick aside, but I think this is actually quite relevant. my niece, who is um uh who has been at a uh it's called it's it's a satellite school to a school um uh, for yeah. people who are neurodivergent, and she hasn't always been there, she wasn't there for a long time, and she started having very similar things to me in ter- like when I started hearing about these things, it was quite a dark calling like talk about death and uh, like very young age. We're talking about seven years old, right? I imagine my niece seven years old. And I'm hearing about the fact that she's mentioning how sometimes she wants to die and things like that, which I remember those conversations I had and like looking out the window and thinking, Oh, what would it be like if I just threw myself out the window and not in a like just purely curious way, like in a very like, Hmm, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? And like the only reason I I remember I stopped very specifically thinking about that because I I like cut that off in my brain at one point and that came back later on when I was in uni. Um, it took that long before it came back, but it was something I cut off specifically because at the time I rationalized that I couldn't because everyone else would be sad that I was dead. So therefore everyone would be upset if I died. So therefore that was a reason not to, um, but like that that was a rationalization that kept me going for quite a long time despite how much anger and frustration i was in and i i I don't know exactly why or how it came back i guess maybe the lack of of those people being around me suddenly like a new place and a new and you know being completely out, out of my out of my like wheelhouse or comfort zone or whatever like maybe did it but either way like you know but like when i started hearing about this shit it really set me it really set me back to those moments when I was young. And she has also been uh, diagnosed with autism. And actually, I would say that I think her autism affects her more as from a social perspective than it does me. Um, uh, and I'm, I am so glad that both her nan is someone who's worked with kids with autism and uh, and different um, – uh, I actually don't know what the correct term is, term is now for, for kids that that have like S-E-N. behavioral disorders or special S-E-N. educational needs, SEN, special educational needs, they go, um, of like various kinds for, for many, many years. And that the only reason why this sort of stuff was now being picked, was being picked up was because of how communicative they were being with their child, specifically how often my niece was being asked to open up emotionally and like from a very very young age like she started talking from a very young age because they genuinely were like uh, making her do it and if it wasn't for that i really think that there could have been a second ver- like a second version in, of like in the history if you think that like that way of me with yeah. her where that had where that happened but it might have even been worse for her because she was starting to experience the she was experiencing the social problems earlier than i was and it was just yeah. becoming more and more apparent around the same time that i started getting depression that she essentially was having symptoms of depression in exactly the same way so but she's now at a satellite school and she has been um in, she's uh 11 she's going to be 11 this year she's 10 she has uh, i've never seen her happier than in the last few years while she's been at this school yeah, because the going- schools built
0: for that. The schools built yeah. to cater to needs, and like I kind of wish that we could have every school like a SEN school where it's like yes. smaller classes. But I know that the sustainability of it isn't isn't like isn't there. For example, I went to TA at a school, um, at a secondary school. Like I went there, and I was like, this is for minor learning difficulties, so MLD or mild, I guess, it would be. Um, so. I, I looked and I was like, these are kids who all have things that I have, like ADHD, uh, and like you know autism. Yes, their needs are well way more pronounced than mine. Like, like it's really weird because again, as I said in the first episode we did, you wouldn't know I have autism unless I tell you. Oh, um, well, same even, by the way,
1: because that is how yeah. most people, when I started talking about this, felt. I yeah. mean, even when I started talking about depression in secondary school, that was like, no yeah. one believed that that was a thing like I people,
0: I've had people say, no, you're not, and just walk away. Um, and it's like, because they don't, I don't look a certain way. Those kids stereotypically looked a certain way, but I was like, if I was sent to the school, I would have done so much better in school. I would mm-hmm. have a completely different life. Um, I probably would be more geared to do things at university. Because I I've, I've been in a more nourishing setting, um, and as we, we draw this episode to a close, like I think it's important that you know. Um, originally, I said maybe this episode isn't going to be right for for like the teenagers watching this. So I was like, well, maybe, certain aspects maybe not. Certain aspects will be, and we will sit down. We will do an episode more on secondary school and like the different social dynamics that that exist in secondary school. I do think it's important, especially for. Those of you who are entering secondary school or just about to leave, or right bang in the middle of secondary school, but the key thing I really want to like push out is expectations and how we've both had expectations like pushed upon us, mm-hmm. and some of them were influenced by each other, and some were influenced by <laughs>
1: like,
0: yeah, and some of these were influenced like by social settings around us, um, and based off like our demographic. I haven't even touched. I barely even like delved into the, the racial aspect of it all. Like things like, Oh, you speak a certain way or like things like, you know, you don't act like a black person, things like that. I I haven't even hit the surface of that stuff yet. Yeah. Um, Which was,
1: I, I, I meant to say at the time, but these are things I never was, there was never mentioned to me because I'm white. I imagine. Right. So, yeah. Like, you
0: know, so, Uh, those episodes will come. Um, I I sent this, I sent the first episode of like Silly Worlds one we did last week to a few people and the feedback I got was the first half an hour, um, you can like, no one ever needs to listen to it. But everything after that is amazing. Um, I had one friend, (laughs) I had one friend in tears originally because of what you were talking about, about you having a late diagnosis, especially during COVID. And then I think I hit her with the um, with the PTSD talk and then that sent her into overdrive um, and I think that was a, I think I'm going to take that as a win <laughs> because yes, she said so. because she said so um, she said it's a win um, so when that's up on iTunes and on wherever you listen to your podcast give it give it a listen and I don't blame you if you skip halfway through uh, the first half an hour is me and Joe figuring out what we're doing um, yes yes
1: Yes. And I chose no. not to
0: delete it purely because you'd you wouldn't know our names. Like you wouldn't know how we met and, and this episode here
1: wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I um, listened to it twice today and it's a fair criticism for yeah. for whatever. Like I and I don't mind that. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that doesn't bother
0: me. It it doesn't bother me at all. I'm really happy because things like this, like my the way my, I view my life now is set up through my schooling experience where if I've if I fix something up, the whole thing's messed up so like if I um, now for example if I'm cooking something and I don't get the timing quite right, and maybe the pot is a little bit burned, I've ruined the whole thing it's game over, burn the house down you know that mentality is from school, where like oh, I didn't get the right grade I needed in in like, in maths my whole school career is over. Game over. Like, turn off the console. Mm-hmm. It's time to die. Um, that is like how it, it 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 was. So that parlays over into how I live my life now, which isn't good. It's not good. So if you are someone who's watching this and maybe you've just left school and you're thinking, "Oh my God, my life's a failure. My whole life is one big failure." You're not. It's fine. You're figuring shit out. It's okay. Yes. Um, like, I think I have. Yeah.
1: I, sorry, I was going to say. I think a lot of stuff that we brought up today will come back. So, if there's any like actual stuff that we like said but didn't quite like go into, there's no way this is going to come back because this is right. a very like obviously relevant, important element to. It, I mean, when we start talking about secondary school, we're likely to talk about like some of the topics we've already discussed because a lot of it also just continued into secondary school. Yeah, exactly um, that. It's not. We we just kinda of wanted to do this partly because I didn't know so much about him and he didn't know so much about me in terms of the specifics of our primary school life. And also it's probably quite useful to block it in this way and have a more like discrete specific element that we're talking about in within this very much larger topic that, you know, is a, a difficult yeah.
0: one, right? So yeah, Podbean, uh, podcast host people, they, they have a limit. I'm, I'm currently on the free plan because I didn't want to upgrade to the first one right away because I actually didn't know if we were going to actually be, do this consistently. We are, so I'm probably going to end up paying for the main one. But if not, if I decide not to, I'm going to split this into two parts possibly. However, um, as we close this podcast because I'm meant to be in, well, I need to be somewhere which will take me 20 minutes to get to in 15 minutes. But guess what? I am fast. Um, <laughs> run boy, run! Yeah, pretty much. Here's the thing, guys. It's, this has been fun. This has been a really good episode. We're gonna keep doing this. Um, when the first episode's up, you guys will know, hopefully, and then people can watch it properly. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm never gonna tell you guys to leave a like or review or anything. Like that. I'm not, I don't really. Honestly, do what you feel needs to be done. Um, we are gonna take two steps to the rear and get out of here. We're in the wind, but most importantly, have a good day, evening, night. And if you're struggling to get to sleep, I recommend putting on a YouTube video that has no importance to your life at all and act like you're interested because eventually you fall asleep anyway. And that is Silly Whales. What a anything? weird outro! Oh, anything else to say? <laughs> anything? Do you want it? To-
1: <laughs> what a weird outro! No, you oh. need to get going. I love you very much, um, mm. uh, I, and everyone. I, I really hope the best for for all of you. Um, at the moment, things are going decently well for me, right this moment. So we'll see how it continues. But yeah, that will be a whole another. We'll do episodes and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying. Yeah, same here.
0: This is um, not going to be a titled episode, by the way. It's just going to be a silent episode. As I mentioned in, in the beginning, uh, it's just going to be probably called something like School is School, right? Something stupid like that. And then we'll have like a normal episodic episode. Episode two will come out at some point. Um, we'll
1: probably record it this week. But yeah. Bye. Cool. See you. Bye, guys.